Hello, I'm Allison, and you're hearing me by myself because shortly you're going to be hearing Justin by himself, and then not by himself with a bunch of other people. Um, this is a different little mini episode, and I'm mainly here to say that this was recorded at Cooey 2022, which I believe in the recording will sound like it just happened, but it was a couple of weeks ago at this point, and I just I feel the deep need to set the record straight on that. <laughs> but I also wanted to say that we have one once again been away for a bit. We all have a lot going on in our lives at the moment, but I will soon be seeing Justin in the flesh and we will be recording some fun stuff together, including some video content, hopefully. So there should be some fun stuff on the horizon. We just want you guys to know that we are always thinking of you, (laughs) no matter how hard it gets for us to schedule recordings and how long it takes me to edit things. So without further ado, please enjoy these little dispatches from Kui. 2022 and we will see you again soon beep you (laughs) next boop hello i'm justin and this is episode 163 Oof, I I can't do this alone. This is a quick bonus episode, some dispatches from Conversational User Interfaces, the international conference CUI that I was a part of this past week. And I did some computational creativity there, along with Lee, Dr. Lee Michael Harry Clark, and along with some ideas inspired by Allison. She was on the uh, official list of organizers, though she was neither at Kui nor remotely attending Kui. That that sounds like she wasn't even remotely involved. Um, she was not remotely involved, but she was remotely involved. So we got pitched on an idea to put together a special interest group for a conference. So these academic conferences, normally it's a lot of people explaining some research that they did, presenting papers or presenting some work in progress and in the form of like a poster or something. But to kind of flesh out the event, to give a little more substance, uh, the organizers asked this year if anyone wanted to put together a special interest group where people would for a couple of hours or for an hour or something talk about some specific topic relevant to conversational user interfaces. So that's like chatbots, but it's also stuff like Alexa and Siri, like voice tech. Uh, So they asked if anyone wanted to put together a special interest group about any topic related to that field and just talk about it and share ideas with other people who are interested in that, even if they didn't have any ongoing research on that topic. Uh, And as it turned out, me and Dr. Lee Michael Harry Clark and Allison and our colleague Matthew Aylett, who runs a company called Sarah Proc that makes synthetic voices, uh, we got really excited to submit one about computational creativity. Cooies as entertainers, we called it. And uh, nobody else submitted anything. (laughs) Nobody else proposed any special interest groups. So instead of talking for an hour with a few people, we ended up getting the floor to talk for like three and a half hours with most of the conference, which was kind of wild. Something like 60 people ended up showing up and attending this thing. So me and Lee were kind of the main uh, people in charge because Matthew was not going to be present for this. Allison was not going to be present. So we had to put on a bit of a show. We had to be the entertainers. We had to be the clowns, as we put it. Uh, And we decided we would have three computationally creative tools as like the showcases for the event, where we would start out by introducing the tool, showing people how it worked. 
and then letting people just play around with it for half an hour and then all talking about what we made, what we learned about it. So the three tools we use, the first two, if you're a Robots on Typewriters fan, should be really familiar to you. They were Botnik keyboards. So those are those hidden Markov models. Uh, that's the technical explanation of what they are. Those are those keyboards where you can upload any text you want and it gives you predictive text the way your phone has predictive text, but instead of trained on all of the data that you've typed into your phone, it's trained on whatever you uploaded. So people were doing things like making a chatbot for a music store that was in the voice of Bob Marley, or making an advice column that was in the voice of Eminem, things like this. And they had a lot of fun with that. It was a new tool to almost everyone at the conference. No one was really familiar with it because it really hasn't been featured in much academic work unless you count me and Allison's ongoing CUI contributions as particularly academic. So that was the first tool. The second tool was Write with Transformer. So again, you might be familiar with it if you listen to the show. Write with Transformer is an app by Hugging Face that lets you use OpenAI's GPT-2, which is a large language model. It's a neural network trained on all of the text from the internet. It's really good at writing human-ish sounding text, maybe heavy on the ish, but it lets you write a document like it's a, it's a, basically like a Google Doc or something. It's a word processor that lets you just type along and then let GPT-2 jump in anytime you want. So people were using that to make some fake dialogues between like a, a chatbot and a customer or between like a robo-doctor and a patient, things like this, and finding that, yeah, sometimes it gives, it's really good at like keeping a conversation going, but also it's really bad at giving things like uh, medical advice or anything helpful. And finally, since Matthew Aylett from Sarah Proc was involved, his company does vocal cloning and vocal puppetry. So what that means, voice cloning, if somebody is losing their voice due to a degenerative disease, they let them record a lot of audio of their voice, get a neural network trained on their voice. So a new synthetic voice can be made that sounds a whole lot like that person. But Matthew also does this for entertainment. He's cloned the voices of like Boris Johnson and Donald Trump. And his new hobby is vocal puppetry. So not only having the voice sound like the person um, in terms of like acoustics, like having the right pitch, but also having a voice that can be modeled and trained to use the right intonations and pauses. So not only sounding like them um, in terms of acoustics, like in terms of like the pitch, but also in terms of the cadence of their voice and the way they inflect words. Uh, so again, he used in a demonstration for a previous conference, Matthew trained a neural network on Donald Trump's voice and then used Alec Baldwin's monologues from SNL in which he impersonated Donald Trump to train the cadence. So it really started sounding Trumpy um, and maybe like an exaggerated Trump because it was based on the cadence that Alec Baldwin used. So it was kind of comedic. So we asked people to imagine how they could use vocal puppetry like that, how they would get data from different sources, maybe having actors or having customer service reps or whoever else train voices for the right cadence and the right intonations while also using a different voice like maybe Bob Marley's voice or something to get the pitch so you could have a customer service voice bot that actually sounds like Bob Marley if that was for some reason what you wanted to do. We just uh, had conversations about what people made, what kind of fun things came up, and then for the next couple of days mainly wandered around the halls of Kui trying to ask people uh, why they came to our clown show and what they got out of it. So I hope you enjoy hearing from our Kui as Entertainers guests. And if you want to learn more about Kui's as Entertainers or about Kui or about uh, computational creativity or the podcast, you can email us at 
robots at batcamp.com, or you can tweet at us at robot typewriter. All right, it's Justin, and I'm here with Lee. Um, they say that explaining a joke is like dissecting a frog. Nobody gets anything of value, and the frog is dead. Uh, but I think of this conversation that we're about to have less like dissecting the frog and more like eating the body because like the frog's already dead. We've already like uh, mined all the value we can out of explaining the jokes yesterday. But now at least we'll get a little more nutritional content out of it. Mm, dining on the comedic meats. Exactly. So yeah, we made people use uh, Botnik and GPT yesterday. Um, I don't think it was particularly academic. And we also told people it wasn't academic. It was more... A fun and entertaining insight into these emerging technologies. And I think pretty much everyone was like, what the hell are these things? I've never used any of these before. Which shows that, yeah, I guess uh, even people who work in this field are completely unaware of the ways that you can like interact with these things for fun. Did anyone's uses of any of these stand out to you yesterday? I, I found it funny that people really honed in on a couple of voices like Jeff Bezos and Kanye. Eminem appeared quite a lot and yeah, Bob Marley yeah. as a customer service assistant. I really liked the jokes or anti-jokes that I was coming up with. So there were knock knock, who's there? Me. Me. Me who? You. <laughs> I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, I think that was one of the few times that uh, GPT, as the kid said, understood the assignment, that it kind of knew that it just needed to give a one-liner. <laughs> it didn't give the right line, but I think that's a game we played on Robots on Typewriters ages ago. GPT tries to finish the joke, and it was just as bad at it then, just as anti, anti-comedy. anti Do you think people would want us to do this again next year? What do you? Are, were we just the clowns? Were we the light entertainment? I think we always are the clowns. Yeah. I think we could take this on the road. I think yeah. we can repackage it with whatever emerges over the next any technology, right? Like using cars as entertainment, <laughs> using yeah. uh, using robots that no, do we'll, surgery. We'll use GPT three to come up with the workshop title and oh, then okay, plan it yeah. from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Genius. Yeah, so easy. Uh, the one thing that stood out to me as well was that we demonstrated that you can use like voice synthesizers to not just like you know it's not just the robotic voices or a stilted wooden Donald Trump voice, but you can actually train them up a little bit, make them perform the comedy, get the timing down a little bit. And I'm hoping eventually I won't have to do this podcast at all anymore. Like there will be enough content of me recorded and written that I can just, you know, have Justin bot do the whole podcast. Oh, yeah. Justin 3000. Yeah. We, there was fantastic. actually a, a bot today that reminded me of you. Someone had a probe bot. And I, <laughs> I thought, man, that's a Lee, <laughs> Lee paper if I've ever heard one. Oh, I'm kind of disappointed they got there before I did. I tried to get a picture and I didn't get it. I'm going to have to really double down and get something better now. Yeah, I, I think uh, robots taken. So you'll have to return to one of your one of your other ideas. I'm sure there's a lot of um, excerpts from stuff we couldn't publish in previous papers that we could use. Exactly. For yeah. Name ideas. I I think I know which one you're talking and I'm about. I'm not gonna say it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think things went pretty well. People kept telling us they enjoyed the the workshop. So mm. that's a good sign. People kept laughing throughout, and I didn't know if it was at us or with us. I'm happy with both. If I can make a fool of myself for someone else's social betterment, then I'll do it. Exactly, yeah. And I think uh, we, we did remember to give love to our other co-hosts like Matthew, and one of us even remembered that Allison existed. Yeah, someone, maybe me, forgot who that fourth author was. He was struggling to remember who the fourth person involved was. I, I haven't told Allison that yet, so she's editing this and hearing this now. But then we did give her a nice introduction afterwards saying, like, 
Allison is not a Kui researcher. She is literally just some lady, but she can do the same kind of content generation with this that these, you know, uh, heavy air quotes these experts can do. Um, mm. And she probably does it better because she's actually funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I think, uh, yeah, the, the whole point of yesterday for me anyway was saying, like, we don't have to be serious all the time. We have these tools, and, like, everyone should be able to use these because if the goal is entertainment, we can't just be entertained by the computer nerd. It's not going to go over well. We need the comedians. We need the fools. We need the clowns. And we need the regular people. We need the obituary writers, apparently. I, I think so. Yeah. They're, they've got great comedy. Yeah, yeah, I mean... Some yeah. of the obituaries I've read. <laughs> You'll have to keep from crying. I've, yeah. got, I've got, like, a scrapbook of my favorites. Yeah, some older people, they'll say, you know, I'm reading the funny pages, and they mean the comics. <laughs> but I think the real funny pages in the paper is the obituaries oh, and the police blotter. Elsie died, and it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's, uh, that's it for our post-mortem. We're going to keep trying to collect some vocal popsicles throughout the, throughout mm. the room. Yeah, before we end up at the pub. I'm Justin. And I'm Amanda. And we are here at Kui on the final day. Everything just ended, but Amanda was one of the attendees of the workshop that Lee and I put together. Uh, you were you were one of the few people, I think, that was already somewhat aware of, of Botnik and GPT-2. And uh, yeah, it seemed like people had a good time with it. What was your impression of the workshop? I think it was fantastic to have all these academics, like serious, respected academics, sitting in a room for three and a half hours, I think, just playing around with Botnik and Talk to Transformer. Just an absolute delight. Yeah, that was absolutely the goal, getting people who are normally uh, a little too serious to, to just be silly for a few hours. So I, I think it was a good time. I'm wondering if there was, uh, was there anything from the workshop we should try to recreate on the podcast? I know you're someone who actually listens, unlike the, the serious academics. <laughs> Great question. Yeah, was there any um, yeah any standout moments that you're like, oh, we need more, uh, I don't know, Bob Marley doing tech support or something? Yeah, exactly. I mean, honestly, I was impressed by how hard people tried. Uh, I mean, that was partly your influence, but how hard people tried to make these clearly uh, used for entertainment tools do productive and reasonable things. One group, uh, I remember, uh, tried to prompt Talk to Transformer by saying something along the lines of, you know, oh, I, I have a problem, I have a complaint, and of course, the Transformer immediately replied, uh, I don't want to hear it, you know. Yeah, I think that was very in the spirit of uh, the, the things we normally have Transformer saying to us, that it was uh, it was rude and it was funny and it was the, the sort of mismatch that we love, but... Yeah, I think it. I think it went really well, and I'm. I'm glad I got to bring the fun that we do on the podcast to a group that maybe doesn't always have such fun at conferences. Yeah, totally. Uh, and I think it really hammered home the point that like not only are these tools mostly useful only for entertainment, uh, yes. but that's also the only thing they do effortlessly. Like you have to work really hard to like make them even have a, a surface semblance of productivity, whereas you can just like push you know a single button on the button keyboard a couple of times and you're guaranteed to make something funny pretty much yeah absolutely so thanks so much for that and uh yeah thanks for coming to the workshop of course thank you very much all right so i'm justin and i'm here with nicholas 
and Nicholas was an attendee at our workshop. Uh, you were you were very thoughtful throughout. What were what were some of your impressions of the workshop? What did you like or dislike about it? I've absolutely loved it. Uh, we've had so many interesting uh, both talks that have sparked even more interesting discussions. I feel like, which has also led to some very interesting collaboration ideas. I think that it's been a very nice incubator for both ideas and kind of explaining away uh, some of the very interesting research that's been happening in this space. Yeah, I think me and Lee pitched this uh, that workshop as something that wouldn't be terribly uh, academic or thoughtful, but you dragged us kicking and screaming to it. You had a lot of thoughts about uh, ethics of Kui's as entertainers. So I wonder if you have a short version of your own thoughts on Kui's as entertainment or if it's a good or bad thing. So I, I think that my research, uh, some, I brought everyone into a little bit of my research. It's in gender biases uh, yeah. with, with Kui's. Uh, I think that as long as you're explicitly naming your biases as much as possible, there's an amazing space for quiz as entertainers. It's just about how to find those implicit biases and how to bring them to the forefront in order to then kind of have an element of control of where the whole thing is going. Yeah, no, having those conversations at the workshop made me feel like maybe we're not in, in too dire of straits that even when we told people like, ah, you don't have to think about the big things today, that's still where our minds went. And I'm glad you brought us there. But I loved that what I loved about the workshop is that you can also engage with these more serious ideas, but in a very fun way. Yes. And all research should be like that. Yeah. Engaging with serious ideas in a context that can make everything fun, engaging, and uh, yeah, so thank you for organizing it. Uh, thank you very much for attending. All right, I'm Justin, and I'm here with... James Simpson. And James was at the Kui as Entertainers special interest group yesterday. Uh, James, what was, your, what was your impression of the event? What's the deal with the workshop? It's an hour in length, but it could have gone on for two hours. Yeah, so James, uh, much like the Robots on Typewriters uh, extended universe, was doing a lot of Seinfeld voices and Seinfeld-based uh, comedy. I think it went pretty well. Do you think you captured the Seinfeld essence? The yolks on you. Yes. <laughs> it was comedians in conferences drinking coffee yesterday. And yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. Uh, you're going you're gonna to keep making some Seinfeld-based cooies in the future? Do you think there's a future to this? There may be a future if GPT-3 is available. Yeah, all right. Let's see if Seinfeld can be recreated on GPT-3. Thanks, James. The workshop was excellent and really good fun, full of cracking yokes, I mean jokes, and some really intelligent and insightful output from all of the workshop attendees, despite, I mean, thanks to Justin and Lee's efforts. The workshop itself was pretty fun and brilliant also in terms of personally showing me cleverly the different tools and especially their out-of-the-box uses because as a master's student I was used to associate the language models with just serious ways to reach a goal or let's say for an example to use in a task in an experiment or just in an assignment which I know now it's not always the case. And the workshop also created a fun atmosphere just in the beginning of the conference and showed everyone that you can be entertained in many different ways by the already existing features out there. So in some, I actually realized I had never thought of them in this way. And this kind of broadened my view. So thanks to Justin and Lee for that great session.